Hey, how's it going? I'm Aiden Hall. And I'm Jake Doolin. And you're listening to Bite. Hey there, everyone. This is Bite's very own The Coven Podcast, the only podcast that talks about nerdiness, feminism, and does that in the Midwest. (laughs) Because uh, elsewhere... They're doing great. Not so much in the Midwest. Um, I am your host, Daily Wilhelm, the Witch of the Wavelengths. Joining me today is the always lovely Christine Hare, still working on her apprenticeship in magic. There we go. And <laughs> our brand new apprentice of magic, our very own. My name is Riley Gray. Hello. It's lovely to be here. We're enchanted. Oh. Please. I think this will be a very exciting episode, but also kind of, we're getting a little serious here, but we'll go no. about- We'll we'll get happy, we'll come back It's not yeah. serious if you talk in a funny voice. There we go. <laughs> we're just going to do weird voices the whole time. But you guys have spring break plans? Yeah. Um... OMG. <laughs> spring break! Spring I... break! 2K16, guys! Woo. I will be- in two states doing graduate school interviews over spring break, Woo! which is both parts exciting and awesome and terrifying. So yeah, that's that what I'm doing. sounds like the typical wild ride you, one would associate oh, with spring absolutely. break. Yeah. 100%. What about my you, Christine? Uh, all my friends are leaving to go home, but I'm stuck in my apartment, so I'm probably going to clean and be alone and go crazy. Maybe just a little crazy. We'll see how that goes. Woo. Again, wild and crazy times. Yeah. Here we go. I'm probably going to play Pokemon. Yeah, I have Pokemon. Dude, Woo! same. Yeah. I want to yeah. play it right now. We just kind of ended Pokemon month, which makes me sad because I feel like it's just starting for me. Like, right. I want to well, like, I mean, they just back gave that the Pokemans. announcement for Pokemon Sun and Moon. Why? Pokemon oh, and it's S&M. real. And it's real, and I'm Go excited. home, Christine. <laughs> I made, like, I saw that joke before it was released. Pokemon s Stop sexualizing things that are meant for children. No. I'm sorry, hey. have you seen Lopany? True. That was a Gardevoir. I, Those were made. I wonder why Pokemon Month is the shortest month of <laughs> <laughs> Because oh. anime was a mistake, oh. according to Hayao Miyazaki. But, okay, so we're, we're talking about spring break, which usually we associate with, like, going off to sunny locales, and for some reason, everyone, absolutely everyone goes to Panama Beach in I Florida. I really want to do, like, a crazy spring break like they show in the movies. Right. Because but money. But money. They don't show the money, and they don't show kind of the other half of spring break, which is away from all the fruity drinks and the sand and the bathing suits and getting a tan in the middle of March. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the other half of it. Uh, sexual assault. Mm. Just get right down to uh, it, guys. Sexual topic. assault is a big part of spring break, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And um, just some stats from RAIN, which is the Rape, Abuse, and Incet- Incest National Network, which you can donate to on Amazon Smile. So oh, every purchase smile. you make... A little bit goes toward that, so consider that. The coven asks you to consider. Um, So uh, sexual assault, 44% of victims are under the age of 18. Um, Every 107 seconds, another American is sexually assaulted, and each year altogether, that means there's about 23... 
293,000. That's the number mm-hmm. of victims. And 68 of these are not reported to the police, and 98% of rapists will never spend a day in jail or prison. Yep. Nope. And uh, approximately four-fifths of assault victims are of assaults are committed by someone the, who is known to the victim. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the random stranger like that's viewed in yeah. a hoodie in a parking garage. Mm-hmm. And 47% of rapists are a friend or acquaintance. Yeah. So Are those statistics for the U.S. This is focused on the U.S. I'm sure the yeah. global statistics a, are terrifying. There's yeah. this fascinating exhibit right now in the David Osley Museum of Art here on campus called One in Three, um, and it's entirely inspired by the statistic that globally one in three women will be sexually assaulted or experience sexual violence or gender-based violence. Excuse me, in their lifetime. And the uh, the great tagline is, how many women does it take for you to get infuriated? How many women does it take for you to be angry and do something? And it's just this beautiful collection of paintings and photography all about women around the world who uh, have faced gender-based violence and sexual assault. And it's um, it's heavy, but at the same time, it is incredibly powerful. Right. I highly hmm. Recommend considering going to see it. <laughs> yeah, Ball State students, or mm. even our listeners from around the world, come to Ball State and go see that if exhibit. Else, it's still come up. check that out because yeah. it's it's powerful. It's powerful. That's <laughs> incredible. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying to think about, like, because women represent more than half of the world's population, mm-hmm. and that this is such a big part of our reality, mm-hmm. and how much of that. Like, we just have to deal with. I mean, if you put it in perspective, there are three of us in this studio right now. Oh, my God. One of us has been sexually assaulted or raped. Nose goes. Jeez. <laughs> it's going to come down to nose goes. <laughs> uh, that's deep. That's... Right? That gosh. really puts things in it's, perspective. Yeah, it's like, terrifying. Oh, completely away from, like, spring break, sunny, having mm. fun. There's a reality to that. Traumatizing experience. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, like... Imagine this. Let's let's all go on spring break together. I will Yay. pay for the flight. Oh my gosh. Let's go to Florida. Let's wow, go to yeah. <laughs> yeah, where like everyone just flocks to. Mm-hmm. So what's our game plan? Uh, we get there, and I will never let the two of you out of my sight. <laughs> get alcohol. Mm-hmm. You gotta get, but not too much. No, get too much. Exactly. We because can't go. We can't go crazy. We have to be safe. We have to watch our drinks constantly. We have to make sure we have code words. You don't have to watch it constantly if you drink it all at once. <laughs> Christine is serving as the enabler. <laughs> I am everyone's worst like uh, role model. So. There we go. No, with with women, we we have rules. We have a girl code that we have to yeah. follow. You with your girlfriends, you get a code word that communicates I'm uncomfortable with this guy talking to me get me out of here we have words that we use that say we need to leave right now we have we never let each other out of our sight we go to the bathrooms in groups because if we don't we are going to be assaulted or at least we think we're going to yep there's the big mystery guys why we go in groups because we're afraid you're going to rape us it's not because we like to hear each other pee it's because we're trying to get away from you Mm -hmm. yep exactly like it Safety in numbers. Mm-hmm. Women are constantly in survival mode, if you really want to put it in perspective. That's why this whole BS <laughs> with yeah. men who get upset 
that these so-called nice guys who get upset when women won't talk to them at the bar. If you put it into the perspective that we are constantly worried that every man who speaks to us is going to hurt us. Right. We're, we have to be on the defensive And constantly. if you are upset that women are assuming that about you, you got to stop being mad at women. Yeah. You've got to be mad at the other dudes that are making us feel this way. This is making me, like, I've been realizing, like, a lot lately because most of my guy friends are completely gay. So I'm, like... I, I'll flirt with them and make them uncomfortable, but <laughs> it's not like it's not to like a harassment assault wise. Yeah. And like my parents, they're like, okay, they keep asking me, like, okay, they want to make sure they're like, okay, I know you hang out with a lot of gay guys, but like other people, and I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm in a house where I know the place and I know the people there. Mm-hmm. And like, I, my, yeah. Because even if another man is straight, he's still another man. Yeah. He is mm-hmm. still a threat. I think that it's just ingrained in girls from mm-hmm. a very young age about like how to feel about like men in mm-hmm. public places. Like, that's right. Like, I remember if there's another woman in a public place, it's like, cool. That's whatever. Yeah. We're going to hang out and be friends. Yeah. yeah. I remember growing up and being in like kindergarten they would promote like you know don't talk to strangers or things like that but i remember that being even more so emphasized for the girls even more so told don't talk to strangers don't you know blah 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 and the stranger was always a man right stranger was always some stranger man danger. you it's didn't know definitely yeah. a guy in a van mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i remember mm-hmm. i got like a puberty book here's what your body's going to do Ugh. and one of the chapters <laughs> was about sexual harassment as like a little kid i was like what why yeah. would people yeah. do that we why might... do i have to go tell an adult like mm-hmm. right we might have had the same book it was there was an american girl the american book, girl book and oh there was gosh. an entire chapter mm-hmm. that started out talking about like cat calls and being like no that's not really a compliment if someone's that's like scary yelling. yeah that's scary <laughs> yeah, like cute little cartoons well not, they were kind of like yeah, they weren't great mm-hmm. cartoons, but they're little cartoons. There was a cartoons yeah. aco- accompanying it because we have to target this at mm-hmm. a younger and younger age. And what are the odds that? Well, number one, I'm sure no little boys had an American Girl book. Yeah, if they got a book at all, and if they did, what are the odds that it talked about sexual harassment or sexual assault? What are the odds that these boys were taught what that looks like or how to? I don't know, not do that. Right. I'm wondering, because did you guys, when you're like young, in our younger elementary school days, there's like, they would separate the girls and boys and you'd watch a video Mm -hmm. on here's what's happening to your body. I don't Mm. think that they ever talked about harassment, but if they did, do you think they would talk to the guys in the same way? Mm -hmm. I mean, again, it's like with the stranger danger thing, 100% of the time it's portrayed as a male perpetrating some kind of harassment Mm -hmm. and never being on the receiving end. When mm-hmm. in reality, everyone can be harassed, everyone can be sexually assaulted, everyone mm-hmm. can be raped. Exactly. And it's really unfortunate that the media especially doesn't give near as much attention to what happens to men and mm-hmm. kind of turns it into a joke. Because like we were talking mm-hmm. on a couple podcasts ago how like prison rape is such just a punchline um, to yeah. a lot of shows. Like, was, I didn't understand the joke, but right? it's like, don't drop the soap. And I'm, I was like, why? I, I was just so confused. I was like, because you're going to bump your butt into like, one of the knobs on the... Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I was confused for there a long was, time. Was slip and fall? Like, oh, yeah. There was this um, incredibly powerful Tumblr post, which 
I don't know if you can smell it through the podcast, but I do reek of the Tumblr. <laughs> but um, oh, there's this incredible <laughs> podcast that says the jokes and the things that men fear about prison are the things that a oh. woman fears walking down the street. Yeah. That was my sign that. during Slut Walk. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was. yeah like that just kind of, again, if you want to put things into perspective, yeah. you know, I... I think it's kind of this double-edged sword. It's this idea of, A, they're making a joke about it, but they're not making a joke as in sexual assault is awful. They're making a joke homosexuality is right. awful. That that's the bad mm, part about that's it. That's what it is at its core. That being treated like a woman mm-hmm. is the worst part. And that, to me, is just in, it, yeah. infuriating and, and sad just- and hurtful and just... You know, the insinuation then that to be treated like a woman, too, is that eventually you might be raped Mm -hmm. because that I mean, that feels almost like I don't want to say like it feels like an eventuality, but it feels like such a reality that if it's one in three of us. Yeah, honestly, you're constantly thinking, when am I going to be a statistic? Honestly, I've had Mm -hmm. that thought. I'm just like, I don't want to be a statistic. I don't want to be a part of us mm-hmm. right that's why when parents send their girls off to college it's with pepper spray or like i have mm-hmm. a keychain that serves as like brass beginning knuckles of like, every semester my father who is a professor at purdue university sends me statistics and articles about rape and sexual assault on campus terrifying. about things like that and it just <laughs> it, it's it's funny because i have a younger brother too and as he's sending me these things, I can't help but sit there and wonder, okay, but like, are, why you teach- he- are you teaching yeah. your son why this isn't okay? Are you teaching your son why this is a problem? Are you teaching him what consent looks like? What what that entails? I, he may not be sexually active yet. Honestly, he's 16. I don't want to know if he is. <laughs> but <laughs> if that's something that's going on, we have got to, you've got to start young. You've got to start teaching not only what sexual assault sex harassment is to all genders but also what consent looks like what that can be healthy and what that can look like you know yeah because i think especially um i noticed there's a trope in like fan fiction and even just on tv of like uh it never really struck me as necessarily entirely problematic but it kind of does like hate sex like oh. when it's like they're in the middle of like yelling at each other and it's like I hate you. I'm like You're so you can't stupid. have hate sex, but eh, there's also it's well, kinda... there it's that classic trope of the couple is arguing, they're yelling and screaming. The woman is trying to make a point, and the man kisses her in the middle of it, mm-hmm. and next thing you know they're having sex, right? For the longest time, women have been taught that that's romantic, yeah. that's magic. Fifty you know shades what that of is? gray. That's hey. him not valuing what she has to say. That's him trying to get her to be quiet. Girl, let me show you up with my Because let me tell you, (laughs) if anyone tried to do that with me, I'd deck them. Like, I would hit them in the face and be like, no, I'm trying to make a point in this argument. Like, no, you don't get to do that. I think especially the media romanticizes these kind of Mm -hmm. problematic things. And especially, like, just, like, romantic gestures being, like, showing up where you're not asked to showing like, up to my work is creepy oh, showing up to that's someone's not work. no cool. i'm thinking that's not romantic. about that's creepy. for the longest time boys will be boys when they like hit a girl or be mean it's like and then you're like oh no boys will be boys that's how he shows that he likes you and it's like that's terrifying oh, right? that's i wrote not good i was in a uh, psych of women last semester and i wrote this I'm not going to lie. It was a pretty awesome paper. Um, (laughs) I wrote this really awesome paper about how the words we use, the language we use towards women, eventually 
um, is the is like the bottom of this pyramid. Yeah. And you build that pyramid, and that's how you get to sexual assault think, and rape mm-hmm. and abuse. Like you I build. Think I've seen that. Right. It was really um, cool, and I wrote an entire paper. Pyramid. Like it starts with. When you're infants, yeah. when they say he's going to be a lady killer or he Why is, is lady killer still a word, Why guys? is that a word? I don't He's going to be a heartbreaker. He's yeah. going to be a heartbreaker. Like yeah. those in and of themselves are negative, violent connotations. Right. It starts there. And it's all this correlation. And it just builds from there. These different words we allow men to use towards women is what eventually builds this pyramid up to sexual assault, yeah. rape, and violence towards women. And it's everywhere. Like, even, mm-hmm. um, I'm addicted to Nekoatsume, the <laughs> cat collector app. Um, and wow. there's like, Girl, so whatever surprising. floats your boat, go hey, for it. But, yeah, I'm just training for my crazy cat lady days. Go for um, it. <laughs> so, and there's a cat on there named Fred, and he's the stripey cat. And this is, like, the most simplistic game that you can imagine. It has, like, <laughs> a cat that shows up, and it has some statistics that mean nothing. And it has its personality. And Fred is a lady killer. And my sister would always joke with me, and it's like... Because, like, one time he, like, brought me, like, a shell earring. Because the cats bring you, like, little trinkets or whatever. Yeah. And she was like, you know where he got that from? Killing ladies. Oh, God. <laughs> So, Lady I mean, is actually serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what half of serial killers are because mm-hmm. women are unfortunately the easier targets and often the bigger statistic of what? people who are murdered. Mm-hmm. Well, like Jack the Ripper, I'm thinking. It's yeah. all like women. Uh, what was his name? Ted Bundy. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of those guys. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so this is something that we just have to deal with. As women, okay. which is total BS if you think about it. And, but like, yeah, can I not? Can I just delay it to like? Just because Tuesday, I possess certain, <laughs> just procrastinate yeah. on having to deal with this. Just because I possess certain anatomy, yeah. All of a sudden, what I am taught as safety and as a way of life is completely different than what someone with a different set of anatomy learns. Like, yeah. We're taught how to avoid instead of, like, more boys teaching like boys how to, actual, how to just mm-hmm. not have respect. Right. Mm-hmm. I've seen the argument online, too, about the other side of it where, like, men are feeling that, like, they're all inherently being demonized because... And who do you think did that? Other men do yeah. that to you. Women not are not doing men. that to you. Like... Uh, yeah hashtag not all men i hate that because it's true not all men rape but every single woman has had a moment where she is afraid of a man every single woman walking back from the dark library in the middle of knew him you didn't know him whatever every single woman has had that moment of sheer terror where you think you're going to be the next statistic right oh yeah every single woman the police in that exact situation exactly because they're like Holding, I was like, uh, kind of like in a weird. It was in the county, so you, you feel it's like like well, middle of nowhere cornfield yeah, type deal. Yeah, oh yeah, honestly, yeah, and like I uh, have nine one one ready to go on my phone <laughs> if a cop pulls me yeah. over. So the, like a police came up, and I'm like, eh, they do this sometime. When he came back, I could not see if I didn't see him like coming up. I would not have known it was a police officer, mm-hmm. and he had like a light shining in my face. I could not see him at all, and he's just asking me what I'm doing, where do I live, oh. and it's just like I'm just like, uh. Uh, no yeah right and it just like terrified me and like mm-hmm. my mom was so mad like we both went to like the police station I was like what did what why and it's like they thought i might have been dealing drugs okay and, it, and like i wasn't okay. wearing enough clothes to deal with that because it was summer and i'm like really yeah. in a 
like cami and shorts. I yeah, I shoved like. Couldn't you have better <laughs> things to do, Mister Officer? Like I don't know, go deal with the sexual assaults on the ne- nearby campus. Yeah. That might be a good use of yeah. your time. So we've. Have we all here watched The Hunting Ground then? Have you mm-hmm. watched it, Christine? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, <laughs> is that that movie thing they keep advertising on campus? Yeah, which yes. is fantastic that they're so advertising great. it so prolifically. Because we might have people not from campus. Hey, <laughs> okay, so around campus, they've especially been advertising for The Hunting Ground, which is a documentary that basically outlines the horrific reality that is the statistics involving on-campus rape and how mm-hmm. um, universities deal with that and how they often just don't deal with it mm-hmm. and how they because you know universities it's a business kind of model you're mm-hmm. wanting people mm-hmm. to come in you're wanting parents to send your kids here and pay for their education mm-hmm. and so you don't want them to be like oh well look at the statistics you're obviously going to get raped while you're there mm-hmm. um, and just quieting that to the point where the victims have to face their rapist on campus because they don't the campus police or the campus whoever is on campus mm-hmm. doesn't want to deal with that and doesn't want to expel someone mm-hmm. and have that in national news it that woman up. who carried around her bed her mattress. mattress yes oh, that was powerful yes and that was i don't remember what university that was but i think that they had a history of it if i had read correctly of mm-hmm. just being like well there's not enough proof. We can't just yeah, expel this person and mm-hmm. like jeopardize their education where her mental health and safety is being constantly jeopardized just by yeah. being on the same campus as this person. There was um, a couple months ago, and I'm not sure if it's still on the table, but Congress had a bill that they were debating whether or not to pass all about rape and sexual assault on campus. And what the law basically stated was that if there was, if there's, as of right now on U.S. campuses, if there's a crime on campus, you could report it to the campus. Right. To the administration, and they will handle it in cohortance with the police. Okay. Right? They'll do it together. There was a law they were trying to pass. I think it's been tabled, but it's still floating around where they were trying to make it if you were... Only if you were raped or sexually assaulted on campus, you couldn't go to the university. You had to go to the police. If you went to the university, they would not handle your case and they would direct you to the cops. What this was trying to do was to, and I quote, protect false accusations. Because how many false accusations are there? And it's the like, only one. Listen, if something is stolen that. on campus, if something is vandalized on campus, you can go to the university and they'll deal with it. Only rape and sexual assault. I remember, like, they in school at, on, at Ball State, they were like, they had a segment about being safe and, like, uh, rape or sexual assault and whatnot. And I think they're like, yeah, there's an extremely low percentage of people that fake rape. Because why would you mm-hmm. fake that and go through the whole ordeal, ordeal of trying to prove it? We can just key your, his car. Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> the statistic about false rape accusations is honestly so damn tiny that it is not even worth it's discussing. It's a zero point blah, It blah, is blah. next because to you, nothing. You have to go through all these examinations and go through all these, like, trying to explain mm-hmm. over and over what happened constantly. And they'll mm-hmm. check, like, they'll check your, like, body for marks and right. whatnot. And your everything for yeah. whatnot because mm-hmm. like I think that's another thing about the media I can't think of an example right now but I know that like certain dramas have utilized like she said you know I raped her but I didn't do that and like they supposedly went through like the whole like court proceedings but it's like you have to have some commitment to that to go yeah. through like 
Instead examinations of at, and like, stuff. The fact that he supposedly was falsely accused. Can we look at why she's going through it? Did it ever occur to anyone that maybe he's harassing her? Right. Maybe he's abusing her. Maybe he's doing all of these things because there, I won't say there are no women, but there are very, very few women, let alone people, who are going to go through the money, the time, and the stress to go through a false rape accusation if they're not just trying to get the dude right. to leave them the hell alone. I'm thinking of the movie Gone Girl and all she hey. had to go to pr- like make herself and like mm-hmm. physically like rape herself. Yeah, that's a lot to go through. It, it's mm-hmm. easier to just key their car, guys. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's so much to deal with. And then you get guys that are like, no, I hate feminists because they, they'll they support, but they don't look at the side of the women that are lying about rape because that happens. But like, your no. meninists at the same time are going yeah. to look when a high school student is either raped or assaulted by their female teacher and those same meninists who argue all the time about that are going <laughs> to sit there and say oh I should have liked it who I would have wanted that attention five, when I was five, in high bro, school and guess right. who's going to back them up every feminist is going to sit there and tell them that their fight and their trauma was real and it mattered and it, it just it, the meninist movement just makes me so angry because yeah. it's all based on ignorance. Right. None of it is based on what feminism actually is. That's what we're that was like our entire do. conversation on yeah. our meninism episode mm-hmm. was just like it's it's people that don't know the definition of feminism. Mm-hmm. Like Believe let it, Beyonce yeah. spell it out for you guys mm-hmm. for real. She got a dictionary definition. It's not a- that hard. <laughs> Believe it or not, guys, our viewers. Men don't like to be raped. It's not fun for them either. Like right. I remember, like uh, talking to someone who had that situation back in high school, and he was like, "Yeah, I." He did not like was not told like how messed up that was. Right. He didn't realize until he was an adult how bad it was. And that's again in ignorance of what consent mm-hmm. is, and then just the how media portrays men in a constant state of wanting to have sex, which is incredibly offensive if you think right. about it. Women it's constantly per- want to have sex. Come on. Because <laughs> that's We're, the truth. Like, <laughs> women, it's just this, it's this awful double standard where, first of all, you're portraying men as animals. Right. And that's not okay. That's Wh- men are capable of making good judgment and smart decisions. And not every man who passes you on the street wants to rape you. Yeah. However, oh, man, I saw her shoulder and now I just want to do her. Oh, <laughs> now I can't think of algebra homework. Oh, don't, <laughs> right? oh, don't do that to us. <laughs> but at the same time, women are not allowed to be sexual. Right. We're not allowed to be proud of our sex lives or our sexuality in any way, shape, right. or size. Because guess what? Then what you are? You're a slut. Exactly. Such a big hey. slut. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> what up? <laughs> like, it, it just is. It just doesn't make any damn sense. Like, if you no. sit there and logically think about it, it doesn't make any damn sense at all. So, right. if you're. If you're constantly portraying these men as animals, I don't understand how that doesn't infuriate every man on the planet, and they fight to change that. Why, if you don't want that to be your stereotype, then call out your buddy when he's making sexist jokes. Yeah. Because guess what? That makes me think of you as a pig, which is animalizing you. If you see in a sketchy situation, you got to call it out and stop it. Right. You know, if you want to break that stereotype, then break it. Be the change that happens. You know, you you can't just sit here and complain to every feminist. Yeah. Be the change you want to see in the world. Michael Jackson said it first, man. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make the change. Yeah. (laughs) Musical stuff. So The Hunting Ground, 
Um, Lady Gaga wrote a song Ugh. for The Hunting Ground, which Our. is called Till It Happens to You. And because that's, again, the thought that we have as um, women is, when is it going to happen to me? Mm-hmm. And so the Oscars happened this weekend. Mm. And although I first, let's just get it out of the way. Finally, finally, Leo, you got your Oscar. <laughs> finally. Now all the memes are dead. No, it's not a new meme, but you can't get two Oscars. Oh, my gosh. Just continuing on with it. <laughs> just wondering. Yeah, we should definitely. Um, <laughs> I was, that's why I went over the check. Uh, so, but... Unfortunately, that song, which is incredibly powerful and everyone should listen to it, I would play it here, but like, then we'll be attacked for copyright, whatever. <laughs> Let's them. do it. Fight the power. <laughs> um, lost out for best original song to Sam Smith's song, which was for the Bond movie that no one really heard about. Like, exactly. I heard it like one. I heard about it once. I was like. Yeah, I saw the the like, last Skyfall. Bond movie I remember hearing about was Skyfall, and I guess I, that's not even the newest yeah, one. Yeah, I saw like, Skyfall, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not a James Bond fan. Oh, yeah, well. I think everyone went and saw Skyfall for like the revival of Bond because like yeah. Daniel Craig. It and, was like, incredibly like advertised and whatnot. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Spectre, which was I the don't new one, even remember like it at all. Heard I'm, once about it once. Yeah, right. I mean, I think there's. I think we in this room probably enjoy Bond much less than the average person because, like... I um, really don't care about white straight protagonists. <laughs> white straight male protagonists. Like, oh. that sounds kind of awful, but I'm really tired of it. I'm bored. Give me something different. It's just all over the media. And, mm-hmm. I mean, like, as much as I like Daniel Craig, it doesn't get rid of the weirdness mm-hmm. of him, like... I'm going to guess they had sex sometime in the movie because that's what always what? happens that's with always James Bond. With the, Bond um, the Bond girl who's like mm-hmm. 20, 30 years his younger. Which is sketchy. Sketchy. That's weird. I remember weird. seeing like the first time I saw it. I didn't see it, but I don't think my fan was like, we don't want Christine, little Christine to see James Bond movies. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I think I saw a bit of it when I was like maybe seven or eight. And it's James Bond. He like walks up to uh, this uh, girl in a bikini and she's like, hey, and then he apparently was mad at her, so he started choking her for information. It's just like, okay, she also has to be in bikini for this. Yeah, like, more gender-based so violence. Things. The male gaze. Exactly. Like, don't get me wrong. Sam Smith being a member of the LGBTQ community is fantastic. We mm-hmm. need more representation and more winners there. But Lady Gaga's song, that documentary, is so powerful and talking about something so, so important than just another Bond movie. Right. It's it 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 deserved more than what it got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it I mean, what was the performance itself? She like. Oh, my gosh. Well, it opens up with Vice President Biden, the hype hey. man to end all hype men. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. Um <laughs> But he gets up there and he's talking about this executive action that's being taken place through the government called It's Up to Us. Or It's On Us, excuse me. And the entire message is that it is on everybody to address sexual assault and to address rape and things like that. And he gets up there and he's like, I'm asking you to come and do this. Like, in regular Joe Biden hype man fashion, he was like, this is important. Like, when you see a situation where consent is not given or cannot be given, intervene. Like, stop it. Make it cease it like yeah 
we've got to do this. We can't just let this go anymore. Which I was like, yeah, JB, you freaking get it. It's awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then JB, Lady Gaga man, comes JB. out, sings a song, and on stage with her are all of these survivors of sexual assault and rapes and things like that, singing with her and standing in unity with her. And it just is... It was one of the most powerful things I think I've ever seen. I cried. I watched it six more times. I just, <laughs> it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Regardless if you like Lady Gaga and her music, the message yeah. she is sending and that performance was art mm. and it was power and it was incredible. I think that's really powerful too for Hype Man Biden to <laughs> Hype Man um, Biden. <laughs> say yeah. that it's on us, especially at the oscars which is all the film or the film people Mm -hmm. the people who represent hollywood who represent what we eventually consume in media Mm -hmm. to like properly portray portray Mm -hmm. what is actually going on in these statistics Mm -hmm. that we're going over and what the hunting ground highlighted no longer denying it no longer victim blaming but to get up there as a leader of our country and say this is a problem and we've got to deal with it was awesome yeah it was fantastic i'm remembering my mom told me that when she was in college her campus up in michigan they would there was a point where like the feminists went and wrote down like on shock where like rape had happened oh my god on their campus mm-hmm. so you'd have like all these marks and it was like right here here and when and whatnot and it's just like oh oh gosh yeah right like you it's gotta put real. Them in their face to even be acknowledged. That's what you've got to do. You and can know? I just say, I hate when our campus, when I'm walking, like on campus in the middle of the night, and like one of the street like goes out when I'm walking right? under. Oh, right? Like, why why is that a that? thing? Why is that a thing? So Stop. hashtag Ball State things. The <laughs> New street. SGA slate summit. You just got elected. Please, someone deal with that. <laughs> like how terrifying that is. That's Although so I feel terrifying. kind of powerful too. Like when I walk under the light and it goes off. I do kind of feel like my magic is like at its point right i'm more like this is when i'm going to get tackled (laughs) yeah there we go (sighs) but so where in the media do we see like good representations of like sexual assault and then what happens afterward with that by good representation do you mean like it was represented properly yeah where it's not like kind of like overtly sexualized and then afterward it's just well, like I guess, that didn't really happen yeah. i guess a good way to address that is what is a show that's trying to do that and not doing it very well yeah. and the biggest example i have is law and order svu the idea that this entire show is focused on sexual violence and sexual assault and all these different crimes is a good yeah. thing i do think that's inherently good special bringing victims this, unit dun, exactly dun. like bringing this into the public eye that's pretty popular a lot of people are really into it and i like that every episode you watch you know the officers who are running it say things like it doesn't matter what she's wearing it doesn't matter what she was doing no one deserves this like we're gonna get the justice that is the good part that's really what the the good thing that they're doing the negative part of it is that the show has been around for it got like what 10 seasons something like that easily ridiculous but they've gotten to the point where in order to keep the seasons going, you have to up the auntie every single episode. Mm. So every assault has to be this like lavish, wild, over-the-top, really almost borderline grotesque sort of attack in order to keep your viewers hooked, right? Yeah. Because other than that, your viewers are going to satiate. They're going to stop watching your show. 
So that's where the problem starts to come in because now you've taken an important conversation to have and almost made a spectacle out of it. Right. Used it for shock value, kind of taken it to this point of grotesque absurdity Mm -hmm. that you're no longer actually talking about the issue. You're no longer addressing it in a way that can be consumed and talked about and thought about. Right. You know? Yeah, we talked about that on a different podcast yeah, about Game of Thrones and whatnot. Yeah, Game of Thrones this last <sighs> Game of season. Thrones is bad. As oh, I much love it. as I know, I love the show, but just the way they treat women, the way George R. R. Martin writes women, he tries, he tries, but just this last season, especially though, mm. where there were two specific scenes that really just felt like they were used for shock value mm-hmm. and they of course were rape scenes mm-hmm. where like because it's hbo because it's game of thrones it's like expected almost for them to go there mm-hmm. but these this was very different this had nothing to do with the plot it could have been shown it could have been mentioned off screen mm-hmm. and that would have been fine like that would have been you could very... still address the aftermath you right could still you address about how that affects women I'm talking about Jamie and Cersei. That's what I was about to say. Lannisters talking about yeah, them. yeah. That was the Jamie and Cersei one was rough. Like that, that was hard to watch. Like, right. I kind of was like kind of like trying to see it from their angle, but it's also like, and eh, not you don't you didn't need to do that. Like it didn't even first feel of like all, you have incest, which yeah. is an entire other sexual there was, violence there was problem. Also, like, like their son's dead body right there. Hot. Mm. Hey, was, don't kink shame. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm gonna kink shame. Hey, girl, I'm gonna kink shame. The there are some things that deserve to be kink shamed. <laughs> oh. But um, and then uh, Sansa's quote unquote wedding night, mm-hmm. where in the books that was happening happening to a secondary character, which doesn't make it okay, but it was um pretty much off screen. Like the level of that brutality was off screen, mm-hmm. but. That was, I kept thinking that that scene was going to end, but it just kept going mm-hmm. where, uh, again, yeah. where do you draw the line between sparking a conversation that needs to happen and spectacle? Right. I've been, I actually remembered, uh, Hey, on a different, not as dark moment, mm-hmm. uh, ways of where sexual assault has been addressed, kind of, kind of addressed in a more, in a better like way where it's not like sugarcoating it more or less. And it's like, we talked about how do you dress kids and whatnot, because as, you know, we've seen this. And I was remembering the movie Maleficent. Oh, yeah. Where in the beginning, uh, Maleficent, uh, she was like in love with this childhood friend of hers. And they kind of see in there, like, they have this great night of friendship and maybe love. And when she's asleep. He also drugs her yeah. for one. Yeah, it, it was like magical very roofies. Much, this is such a great parallel. Great parallel. Very great parallel to what rave sexual assault is. He drugs her and then he cuts off her wings, and she just wakes up. The way she wakes up, it's like mm-hmm. you She's, you get that's a very what this powerful is. Metaphor. You get what this actually is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get that he used her and took advantage of her. He took and took, something literally from her. took something yeah. from her. Mm-hmm. 
and she's waking up bleeding mm-hmm. and in pain. Right. It you know correlates more accurately to statistics. Again, this is someone. It's more likely to be someone you know. Right. It's yeah. more likely to be someone you know very well, which is horrifying. Yeah, right? yeah, that's bad. See, that's an excellent metaphor too, without being overt, but without also you know glorifying it. Right. Not glorifying, but making it a spectacle. Right. Going I the think shock wicked. Oh, I can hurt someone if I think about myself and take advantage of mm-hmm. others. Right. Yeah. If you want to right. talk about, you know, more media that did it right, as I like to put it, um, they swept at the Oscars, but Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> did it fantastically. We it know again. that the women were raped, assaulted, used for their bodies. We right. we understand that without ever having to see Joe actually do it. Right. And we're able to hear their stories and hear them talk. And watch their recovery and their escape from it, again, without going to the shock value, without, you know, using their story as a prop for the rest of the plot, you know, and it just, it was incredible. It was an awesome way of doing it. Yeah. Man, Mm -hmm. Mad Max Fury Road, like... I was so happy. That movie happy. still blows my mind. I mean, like, it's such a feminist again. movie, too. And I love which... how angry it made all the dude bros. Yeah. That's my favorite thing. If anything I do makes a fraternity boy angry, I'm going to do it like every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh-huh. If Bad Max makes them angry, I'm watching it every day for the Here rest of my life. Furiosa. You know? Yes. Ugh. You talking about fraternity boys remember, reminds me of this new, like, new South Park episode where it's like, their PC or something, uh, fraternity or whatnot. Yeah, I've and seen so that. like the uh, head of the uh, house, he's like, "Okay, guys, have uh, time to wake up. Time to hand me your consent forms for all the sex I had oh at the God. party." Because they're like, they're like, "Listen, I want to make sure you're not drunk enough. Please sign this form, and then we can go and." Have sex and whatnot. See, they that's make awesome. a joke out of that, but I think that's fantastic. I was like, like, I was like, yeah. I've seen. There's another YouTube video. I don't remember if it was an ad or a TV show or something, but they kind of had the same thing. It was right. a couple that had been together for a while, mm-hmm. and <laughs> the man leans over to her, and goes, "Hey, what if we try subsection C?" And she goes, "What?" He goes, "Subsection C." So they pull out a contract, call their lawyers, nice, <laughs> and then they go through each section. They're like, "My client agrees to subsection C with no colon A or colon B in Aww. that document." And then they're like, oh "My, my client is okay with colon B, but would like to make a statement and understanding for colon A." And like they like break it down. Like the cool thing was about it was you didn't have to know what sex act they were performing. You didn't have to know what was going on. But even though they did it in kind of a funny way, it was yeah. still promoting consent. It was still talking about, like, if you're an adult and you're going to engage what's considered an adult activity, yeah. you have to be able to talk about it. Right. Like an adult. This is, like, the antithesis of, like, Christian Grey's sex contract. Because he was, breaks it. Can yeah. we talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> he breaks it multiple times. I mean, and plus, like, what he was going over was basically just, what am I allowed to do to you? Yeah, it was never what she's allowed to do. It was never what she wanted, anything like right. that. Yeah, it was, like, and it was a completely incorrect description of the BDSM community. Right. Like, oh, yeah, it, they were it, mad. It, right? I yeah. would be pissed, too. Like, you completely disregarded the entire other half right. of that community because the other half of that community is recovery. Like aftercare. It's aftercare. Yeah, like, that sure is a huge happy. part of it. Why are you doing this if half the party won't be enjoying it? Exactly. Right. That makes no sense. Exactly. No sense I was also all. kind of, like, wondering. I'm like, shit. Shouldn't Christian be like the sub, like <laughs> especially because, like you know, I feel like maybe it's a trope or something. But like big businessmen, they like to be 
kind of dominated. Yeah. The bubble yeah. dominatrix <laughs> trope like, and things like that. that. I want to see that Fifty Shades. <laughs> yeah, let's have a rewrite, E.L. Yeah. James. She I'll read it this time. Powered up. But, <laughs> got that um, dominatrix look <laughs> Talking about consent, I think, like we said before, it's very important to get that early on. And it's hard to find it in, like, children's media, per mm-hmm. se. Mm-hmm. But, like, a show that I think has done it right in um, later episodes, later seasons, was Degrassi. Which, yeah, Degrassi um, had a lot of trouble early on. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it's gotten it, it's definitely gotten better. I'm not keeping up with the series anymore, but I've right. seen clips in here, here and there on the yeah, internet. Yeah, this about... last season that's now on Netflix, which I am repping <gasps> Courtney they're on here Netflix because now? they're on Netflix <gasps> now. Really oh my! It's wow. officially a Netflix show. I know what I'm gonna do over spring break. <laughs> but this last season there was um, a couple episodes with uh, Maya and Zig, who are a couple. And she has a lot of things on her mind, and including one of the things is she wrote a song about catcalling and then got, uh, like, doxxed on the internet and got swatted. And, like, it was just really fantastic to see, like, representation of, like, this is something that happens to women who speak out oh my gosh, on the internet. Regularly. Yeah. Feminist um, frequency, she gets attacked with stuff yeah. all the time for just speaking the truth and Ye- spilling some tea. Spilling that tea. Spilling it. <laughs> but, <Dumping> so it. <laughs> that was all on her mind. And mm-hmm. so Zig was concerned about that, but he was also concerned. He was like, you know, I don't, where's our relationship going? You know, we've had sex before, but we never really had sex then after. Mm-hmm. What should I do? And like one of his buddies was like, you just got to be more assertive about it. No, you don't. And uh, he <laughs> no, was like, don't. okay, I'm going to try that. And he tries that and he gets slapped and he doesn't understand. So he goes to a different friend who's a girl and she's like, have you heard about consent? And it's like, what? And it's like, but we're dating. Obviously I have a consent. And she's like, do you have oh, an all access pass to her body constantly? And he's like, I, I guess no, because no one does. And exactly. it's like, yeah, you have to ask every time mm-hmm. for anything because right? that's her body. The thing that always bothers me when I talk about consent is when people are like, yeah, but, you know, it completely kills the mood. Like, Make it work. It, I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. There is nothing sexier. <laughs> nothing sexier work. when you're making out and someone leans up to your ear and asks, can I do this? Would you like this? Is this okay? That's hot. Yeah. Okay? Like, do that. That's yeah. getting consent because I can verbally say to you, hell yeah, I want that. Or I can say, um, can we do something else instead? And then that immediately communicates like... Like, how hard is it to say, hey, girl, wanna bleep? And then they're like, she's like, yeah, why not? That just adds to it. Exactly. It's it's how you initiate. You just don't go crawling over and... That's hot. She's just like, wait, what are you doing? Are you trying to kill me or... (laughs) Right? It's it's really... I don't know. I'm I'm concerned if you're in a sexual relationship or having sex with people and you're not communicating. Right. That's where I get worried for you and for your partner. And I was really happy about this Degrassi plot because especially it was like, you know, teenagers who are often characterized as being like too embarrassed to talk about that or like right. too awkward. It's just mm-hmm. like being like, oh, I guess now we kiss. And then obviously because mm-hmm. we're teenagers and we're dating, then we have sex, obviously. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> okay. it, you yeah. know, and it's, I, I like that episode a lot because it's, not only te- showing people, you know, those of us who are out of high school, yeah, <laughs> but it's also showing, you know, kids who are in it, like, this is okay to talk right. about. In fact, you should be talking about this. You know, I, it's funny that things like Degrassi, I got more sex education from that right. show than I ever got in Degrassi high school. Degrassi goes there. Degrassi has mm-hmm. three different um, times that it has dealt with sexual assault and rape. Mm-hmm. And 
kind of varying levels of like how well it dealt with that. The first one was uh, Paige, mm-hmm. and she was um, raped at a party, and she knew who her rapist was, and she mm-hmm. went to court and everything and lost because he used a condom. That's why she lost mm-hmm. in court. No DNA. No, yeah. And um, so she had to deal with like them being in the same town, and mm-hmm. she didn't um, necessarily like. I understand it completely, but, like, she went into kind of a downward spiral. She, like, crashed her car into his, and, like, oh, it yeah, was that's just... that's going to lead to yeah. all sorts of mental It was never really and... resolved fully, <sighs> and girl. which was really unfortunate. Yeah. And then Darcy, who was... That was the episode that was banned, wasn't it? There were... Because um... there's one that they... It was, gosh, it had to have been a couple of years ago when I started watching the show, but there's one that they only aired in Canada. They banned it in the U.S. There was one in season one where um, Manny got an abortion, mm-hmm. and because she was, like, resolved about it um, and Not didn't, like, guilty. cry afterward... Yeah, when the, she, the like, US I don't was know, like, was okay using yeah. her right she was, to like, choose. She was, like, 14. <laughs> right. Like, so when mm. that happened... The U.S. was like, if you add in a scene where she's crying afterward and thus expressing regret, we'll, we'll play it. But they were like, no, because obviously that destroys this is what she character. Wants. That right. destroys the entire message they're trying to send, you know? Yeah. But what happened? Yeah, I remember with, that one was banned. And then there was another one where. It might have been in the Darcy arc. Because what happened Darcy with Darcy arc. was she was always characterized as like kind of like Miss Purity like she wore Mm. a purity ring and it was always kind of like talking down on people who had sex and was like well you're obviously going to go to hell and then she was roofied at a party and raped and she never found out who it was and she like tried to kill herself several times Mm -hmm. and she like um had really really like basically hesitant to the point of being non-consensual sex with her boyfriend in order to try to like fix that because obviously she hadn't wanted to do it until she was married and then she's like well I'm already ruined so mm-hmm. um but and she was off the show before that was really properly resolved yeah which was unfortunate but then in uh it's like season 12 where when they actually had cell phones that had screens and not more buttons than screen room um i'm gonna judge it Mm -hmm. on that um in a more recent season there was a character zoe and she was at a party which seems to be the general theme of these (laughs) happens at parties guys Mm -hmm. um and she got like blackout drunk and was raped and there was a video that was then circulated of her like slurring and just being completely out of it and being like, yeah, kiss me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And because of that, people were like, well, you know, you said yes. So obviously it's not rape. But then her rapist was caught and dealt with. And then everyone was really supportive of her and a lot of like what consent actually is once then highlighted in being that there's no such thing as a drunk yes yeah hmm. yeah so go to grassy right i love that yeah okay yeah. so can i ask you about orange is new black and their couple mm-hmm. of they've had i'm right now i think it's only two uh, Oh, you're showing your shoulders. Oh, no. Hey. Oh, no. Providing oh. visuals. <laughs> Mark, our controller of women who makes us work. Is a lot right. right. <laughs> She's like, oh. Anyways. 
Oh, Mark. Anyways, uh, Orange New Black. Right now I'm thinking of two. One was in the first season where uh, Pedostash. Pedo I don't. Or Porn yeah. Stash. Porn, porn Stash. stash. Yeah. Oh, no, that's a different thing. Wait. <laughs> oh, my bad. Sorry, sir. Uh, Can where, you tell I haven't watched? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while, so sorry for my names. And the woman who gets pregnant with the other uh, correctional officer. Uh, you, have you not seen it? No. Okay, goodbye. Riley, have you seen it? No. Say it one more time. No. Which scene? Uh, it's in the first season. You know the girl gets pregnant while I'm pregnant? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so what they... Uh, uh, porn stash is a jerk. Yeah, he's, little like human trash. Yeah, human trash. <laughs> human Everyone trash. there mm-hmm. hates him. Okay. Because he's a rapist. Right. Pretty he much. gives girls drugs in order to, like, suck him or whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah, he's already trash. So the women there, they decide, let's kill two birds with one stone. They want uh, the woman who's pregnant not to be caught because she loves the guy that she got pregnant with. Okay. But he would lose his job because they would say he's a rapist. Okay. Which- Because he's a correctional officer, right? Yeah, you can talk about power control and whatnot, but at at this point, we will say that they love each other and it was was consensual. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And they hate porn stash. Yeah. So what they do- I do too, from the little I've heard about him. (laughs) So- (laughs) So they get the woman to uh, kind of flirt with porn stash in order so that he kind of falls in love with her so that he'll have sex with her. Okay. And then they get, like, them caught and whatnot. So that way they can blame the pregnancy yeah. on him yeah. instead of the That's girl that she actually loves. So it's, to it's this kind of thing where it's like, well, te- it's kind of like, hmm. You know, because we don't often talk about deception mm-hmm. as a form of rape, like when a yeah. guy, lies, but he's already says, I'm wearing a condom away. and he's yeah. not, mm. or if you know he flips her over and she says, "I'm not comfortable with anal," and he says, "Okay," and then sticks it inside right. of her. That's like, like that's all uh, deception, like that. It's a common part that deception can't be consensual. Like, like that's not a thing. A joke online too. There's like memes where it's like when mm-hmm. you like it will be like a. Uh, something that's supposed to be like someone's face laughing and it's like when you tell her you're wearing a condom or something like that that's okay that's not okay that's not okay to like support that the interesting thing about orange is the new black though is that they do that but then they also in the latest season address sexual assault in a way that it was it was a little graphic it was the actual event was a little bit hard to deal with is pensatucky and I don't remember the guy's name. He's it, trash. Another correctional matter. officer. <laughs> um, uh, did she, he also have a mustache? Is there a running He thing? had, I think maybe. he was, he was scruffy. Okay. Scruffy. 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 It was this whole thing where she was kind of flirting with him. Okay. But like she benefits. looked at them. Well, she also looked at them as friends. Too. Yeah. Like, she thought, she thought they, they had like an understanding, like I'm going to do this and you're going to get me donuts. Yeah. Or you're going to get me something I can't get and while I'm in prison. And he takes it too okay. far and to so, the point where mm-hmm. she's like, no, I'm not comfortable. And he just goes and takes her. Yeah. And it's like there it happened that it was kind of like her background episode as well where you see she actually uh, in her past she fell in love with a guy and because in her mom always taught her, hey, you know, sex is for man's pleasure and whatnot. Right. But then she falls in love with a guy and she like I don't know has her forced or- orgasm or something where he like treats her like no this is a thing we this do is, together. Yeah. This is but not then, something I do to you. But then the guy has to like move dad whatnot. 
And so, like, this other guy who treated her, be like, hey, I'll, if you, like, have sex with me, then I'll give you, like, seven up or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And he's okay. like, here. So he's like, here, I got this for you. And she's like, no, I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, you're going to do this. Yeah. So and- she is raped multiple times. But the cool thing they address it is then after the accident, she obviously is closed off mm-hmm. and doesn't talk very much because after a trauma, that's pretty typical. But she does go to another inmate. One that she wouldn't of, had hung out with at all, that she yeah, hated, like, earlier And kind seasons. of brings it up, and this other inmate kind of tells her, like, you know they have a word for that. You know that's not okay. Right. You know you did nothing wrong. You didn't deserve this. And then they haven't really... They did something to him, but they didn't, they, like, address it, address it. They tried you know. to get revenge. They kind of... I, what I remember is they drugged him, and they're like, we're going to stick this broom stick up his... But then when they got to that point, they're like... We can't this is do too, this. They're like, this yeah. is too, this is too this much. This is just as bad as right. what he did to me. So they kind of just left in there. Yeah. So, like, they tried to, like, resolve it again. Not really. Yeah. Tried to, but it was a really nice conversation yeah. to see two women supporting we'll each other in that situation. We'll see next how this, how they, it goes next step. Mm. Next season's coming soon, isn't it? Yeah. They just aired a trailer for I, it. I remember seeing I want to say it's this summer. Yeah. Like I know I'm trash for not watching it in the no, first place. No, it's one of like... those shows that I simultaneously love it, but I also see the problems with it. Yeah. You know, it's still, you know, it, it's ringing true to the idea that the more more people of color are incarcerated than white people. Right. Like, and that mm-hmm. rings true, but at the same time, it's still like, what? The there's main a lot white, of black right? and Hispanic women in this prison, you know? Yeah. like, uh, And I don't know, a lot of the time it's interpreted that... It, it's supposed to be that the main white woman is Piper. It's because it's based off this other woman's yeah, actual she's story. Yeah. story. She's supposed to be the main character, but when you watch the show, she's there for the white people to have someone to relate to. Uh, the well, entire uh, the story is about every other woman. I, in there. Okay. I've kind of seen like this where uh, people are like, "Listen, here's how you sell it. This is how you get the show on. You have oh, yeah. like this." But she's getting less and less screen time as the show goes on. That so you... you're getting more story and more character right. development with the minority characters and whatnot because mm-hmm. it's already she, so phenomenal. They can't if you like, had put on cancel. a show. It. on Netflix with all people of color. Right. People are it reminds me of it, what you know? the director of like um the ah it was like the Moses movie with Christian Bale that came out uh, a couple years ago. Oh, the Egypt yeah, Exodus. One. Yeah, Exodus. Yeah. And um literally the director said like it was like why did you cast like all white people for to the play main role? Egyptian Hebrew which, people. Which Egypt, by the way, guys, ge- geography lesson here. It's in Africa. Surprise! Surprise. Africa. There's an Africa full of white people. Sure. In South yeah. Africa. South Africa, yeah. <laughs> I've been there. Uh, but um, he said, like, if I had cast Muhammad so-and-so, no one would have come and see the movie. No one saw the movie anyway. Ignorant. No, no yeah, one no, saw it yeah, anyway. Really. It I, was an awful movie. Like, I don't know. I remember seeing, like, it was, a mo- like... Bible movie compilation like started our, off with Noah's Ark. I'm just like, look at all that technology and all the white people. Like, it was like, <laughs> what? Should you have that kind of technology? The best you know? Exodus that Moses movie I've ever seen was The Prince of Egypt, which was an animated yes, DreamWorks yes, film, and it was wonderful because oh guess gosh. what? Those people looked like they lived in Egypt. Right. It was miraculous. Whoa. <laughs> Sad when we have to turn to like an animated film to yeah. right? see like actual. How funny is it that sometimes Sometimes you see better representation in animation, right, than you do in like real life, <laughs> right? I think animation 
yes, animation. I'm glad we turned to this. Yes. So I'm really an anime. I'm into the animus. But animus aren't necessarily, I I don't go there for like my progressive plots or for my representation. (laughs) When things like stocking and panty with garter belt exist like yeah. you can't you can't really talk about no that. no i i i go there for because it's kawaii um, <laughs> i but, feel that <laughs> um one of my favorite anime um my love story in mm. the very first episode um basically the whole plot starts when the main character who's this gigantic guy that looks like the comical background character that's like okay boss yeah yeah i'll get him i'll beat him up yeah Yeah, that guy but he's like a total sweetheart um he's on a train and he sees that this guy is standing like really close behind this girl and being like hey let me look up your skirt, basically. Mm-hmm. And he stops it, and he, like, pulls this guy off the train and takes him to the police station. And when um, he's there, the guy is like, but, you know, she was wearing a skirt that short. Obviously, she wants some kind of attention. Mm-hmm. And then um, he goes, uh, Takeo goes on a rant about, like, how you can't judge people for, like, what they wear, and mm. you have no right to anyone else's body. Mm. And it's, like, that's, that's an, really fantastic, especially right? for an anime. Especially for a show that orig- is, I assume is coming from Japan, which yeah, has yeah. an extremely big problem with sexual assault. Right. A huge, huge problem. Where I think schoolgirls are being raped hugely. and murdered I mean, and yeah. groped on the subways on a daily basis you know it's a huge huge problem so that's incredibly progressive for what i assume is japan i don't know it is japan okay yeah definitely japan (laughs) yeah like that's awesome (laughs) but um but other than that i couldn't find a lot of examples from anime that deal with yeah i kind of kind of Mm -hmm. yeah on high school host club which (gasps) i I kind of want to talk about that Yes. There is that scene. Kiss, I'm kiss, fall in love. love. Do, 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 do. No, do, 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 do. I don't have the time. But, oh, shoot, I'm going to watch this again, aren't I? Yeah. Anyways. Where there, are the enablers now? Uh, <laughs> but there is that scene. Yeah, I need to watch it again because I can't remember their names. Where the main female character. Haruhi. Haruhi. Haru. Yeah, uh, she, they... like, walks in on the glasses guy. Uh, kill ya, kill ya. They called each other mother and father, and I yeah. never understood that. Like, that's mommy, what I really remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was um, a thing. That was yeah, a thing. where he's like uh, talking to her and whatnot, and he kind of like pins her down on the bed, and she's just like, he's like trying to explain to her something. It's like you're still a woman. You still have these problems to deal with. You can't ignore that. Because she dresses pretty androgynous. Right. Yeah. That's the whole like, point series. of the series. Like, earlier in the very series, much androgynous. she, like, tried fighting these guys and whatnot and almost got herself killed. And he's like, listen, you need to kind of understand. You're not immortal. Mm-hmm. That's, and so, yeah. Like, she wasn't even scared of him at all when he had her pinned. Right. She was just like, okay, I see what you mean. Right. And she's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching that with my friend for like the first time, and like when he starts pinning her, one well, of my friends just starts freaking. Out. I was like, wait, what? No, right? <laughs> Don't do that. Brings up, you know, this really interesting concept that 
it's predominant in white feminism more so than intersectional feminism but yeah. this idea that like if someone cat calls you like you should call them out tell them to f off blah blah, blah and all this stuff uh-huh. and i'm like that sounds great in practice but women die yep yeah. like women get killed for things like yep. that and I'm we have gonna... to find another way to address it like i don't know teaching a dude not to do that would be yeah. a good idea but we get have to teach you know we we have to be realistic about this as much as i want to tell every man who looks at me objectively to f off and fight all of them yeah i don't want to fight me i don't want to die yeah i don't want to be killed you know so what will also work ladies and gentlemen i guess is cry crying makes everything awkward especially if you're a group of people people will look at you Mm -hmm. and then the guy will start being all awkward just cry just cry Mm -hmm. yeah i mean all the way back to that american girl book that was one of the there was like stories written in by Mm -hmm. these like 13 and 12 year old girls about like what they did to get out of these situations in which men in public were making them uncomfortable yeah and like, really yeah. um, there's this awesome 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 program on campus um, called elemental i don't know if you guys have talked about it but it is a sexual assault training seminar that i've done for the past four years written and created by two professors here on campus and is now being run by students Woo. and the entire thing is um it teaches you not only physical ways to defend yourself when you're in an off situation and it addresses those physical ways with all everyone you can think of with a stranger. Yeah. But it also talks about with your longtime significant other, with someone you met at a party, with someone you're hooking in the process of hooking up with, right. with a really close friend you've had for a while. You know, they kind of go through those situations, but it teaches you physical ways to defend yourself, but also teaches you verbal tactics. Like, because when you're with let's say a boyfriend and you've been together for a very long time if he's getting too handsy you don't want to break his nose you right. can you can but you don't want to you right. know so it teaches you like verbal ways to address that and how to navigate those situations and it is just this awesome program if you get an email for it do please it. please please consider doing it 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 is an incredible incredible program it taught me so so much mm. That's awesome, (laughs) especially because I really like that it addresses like um, when it's an intimate partner. Yeah, it goes through everything. It even addresses like homosexual situations. Yeah. And they put you like in different places, like you're with someone you've been together with for a long time and you're on the couch. You're with someone you thought was just your friend and they're trying to kiss you while you're on your bed. Right. They like give you these different areas. They do one with a stranger. They do one of... You are in, you know, parking garage yeah. against your car or against a wall. But they also do like in the midst of a hookup. Yeah. <laughs> as you are being turned over for a position you are not comfortable with. Here's a way to get out of it. Nice. You know, it just is an incredible again, it's program. Because again, that statistic. It's like right? it's hardly ever a stranger. No, it's more likely yeah. to be someone you know either really, Ugh. really well or like you, you know them, you know. Yeah. Just have friends with guys are not going to ever be attractive to you know, like, just all, that's the pretty solution. much all my guy friends are gay so <laughs> when i talk about my like sexuality it's just like they start crying that's yeah. great. i don't want to know that's, about that <laughs> i just thought if in their media we don't talk about this a lot but i feel like it's worth no- noting porn there is a lot of issues i remember people got mad at pornhub uh, because they wanted to like start this series where uh, Mexican women, uh, when they cross over the border, uh, U- uh, U.S. you know Border Patrol 
goes and does what not with them. Oh. And the oh. thing is, people are like, oh. no, this is an actual thing. No, that's you like can't. a real life problem. It's like yeah. a super real thing. Right? And then people will be like, oh, I know, fetishes and whatnot. It's like, Ooh. it's also Ooh. kind There's of. a pretty damn big difference between a fetish and straight up assault. Yeah. Like, it's like, if you want some rough play, okay, but have it consensual. Don't, exactly. Yeah. No. Brings us back to communication. Yeah. Communication. <laughs> like, communication. Communication is very important. The thing about porn in particular is um, I am a very, I'm a pro-porn feminist, meaning that I think that if we set up the porn system, the, the what we have now what we have now is trash and is not healthy and is not okay. It is objectifying, treats mm-hmm. women like crap, all Tree-ish. this stuff. But I feel like if we addressed those issues, this porn really does have benefits. It has a way of communicating a lot of sex ed things. Like if you really think about it, it has yeah. it has a way to kind of say, here's something you're into that you've never tried before. Let's watch these two people do it consensuous, consensually in a healthy way that's realistic Therefore, you can kind of take it to yourself and teaches you these different things that are kind of taboo. That's why I'm right. a pro-porn yeah. feminist. I'm, However, yeah. the system we have like, now is trash. Like it isn't there, process. and we've got to fix that. I get so uncomfortable when I'm, like, both sides. It feels like it's all the pleasure, typically, of the male and not mm. the female. And that's why I'm, like, sometimes I'm just, like, I don't think I can watch the strips straight Honestly, because that's yeah. why I'm into homosexual male porn. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm sick and tired of these it. women <laughs> looking miserable yeah. and looking tortured. Like, that's it's like, no, you're when it's like all for the pleasure of the guy. And like, mm-hmm. I even have issues when just girl on girl because you know what? Who's probably directing it? A guy. And yeah. those and so two women side. are not lesbians. No. Yeah. Or even bisexual or pan. The they're, they're two straight women who are acting right. for a camera. And right. it is not directed by a guy who does not know. And sometimes it can just be really like, uncomfortable. Why is scissoring a thing? That's not a real thing. Like, no, it's not a real thing. <laughs> I, it's so not. Like, because I'm like. <laughs> Orange is the New Black taught me that scissoring is not a thing. Yeah. Exactly. But also, people keep trying to tell me that it is. Right. I feel Just like lied to. Which is why if you had a healthy porn industry, right. you could teach things like, like that. I feel like it shouldn't be a thing because that doesn't mm. really make sense. Right. Whereas exactly. right now, all porn is basically catering to the male gaze. Mm. Very rarely is it actually like, mm. let's have something realistic. Um, right. And I think that really attributes to like how again men are always in the mode of wanting to have sex or it's always because men want to have sex more than mm. women do ne- if you're not lie. going I to think about sex constantly. Sorry, guys. <laughs> same i feel you yeah. <laughs> but here's my deal if you are not providing comprehensive sex education then your teenagers are going to figure it out yeah they're going to do what they can to get the answers that they want what are they going to turn to each other people who are older than them and porn yep. and if your porn industry is not portraying accurate real consensual acts that's what they're gonna if you're not doing that then they're going to use what you do give them as what's real Yep. So then they bring that to their relationships and they don't understand why what they're doing is wrong or even understand that it is wrong because that's what they've been taught. Yeah, they're because you won't teach them the fetishization of sexual violence. Exactly. The things like rape fantasies and things like yeah. that. I'm, I haven't done enough research, but I'm pretty sure those aren't real. I'm pretty sure no one thinks about like that. Unless you're like a sociopath. 
Right? Like, I, because there's even, because there's a difference even between that and like a BDSM relationship yeah. Yeah. where there's blindfolding and there's a little bit of mystery. But again, that goes back consent, to consent, consent. That goes back to communication and that goes back to aftercare. It's you know, you're skipping say, all man, of those I, important it, it parts. It feels kind of like an oxymoron. Man, I really want to be raped. Hey, yeah, so like, will you no. rape me? Yeah. I, no, it's like that's, that's not taking out you, you got any idea exactly. of rape in it. Exactly. What you're asking for is forceful aggressive sexual yeah. interaction i really am th- i'm reminded still not okay. of the john oliver sex sex ed video if you have not oh, seen it please watch it such a great video because they talk about all the lies and like the history and then they have their own like appropriate sex ed video right. at the end and it's mm-hmm. beautiful which i'm pretty sure i read the article right recently the obama administration pulled oh, yeah. all the funding for abstinence only sex education if you think about it what were they using that money for you're not giving them condoms. You're no. not giving oh, them birth I'll control. You. I'll tell You're you. not giving them any sort of actual material. I feel like all they were funding was the license to use photos of scary STDs. Yeah. Because that's what my sex ed was. My sex ed was a slideshow of scary STD pictures and constantly being told, don't do it. That's yeah. all I got. You know what, what were I, they giving what, them? Uh, mm. At my high school, what we, or was it middle school? Anyway, whatever. They had these abstinent cards where you would, it would be like a little, you know, kind of credit card, whatnot, and you would sign your name, and it's your, like, kind of pledge. I'm not going to have sex until marriage. Unfortunately, they ran out, so I never got one. <laughs> hey. I'm a slut. My parents were sort of <laughs> sue at some point. See, the thing Goodness. is, for our listeners, we're not saying that waiting until marriage is a bad thing. No, Absolutely no. not. If that's your choice, that's fantastic. But we also need to understand that you have to be realistic. Right. We understand that there you know, are people who are asexual who will probably never have sex, and that's fantastic. That's yeah. your life. That's who you are. No big deal. But for the rest of us who are sexually active, who yeah. are going to be sexually active at some point, we have to understand how we're doing it. We have to understand every single factor that goes into sex. And right now, we're not getting that. Right. We're not getting that at all, which all is why sides. we have a high teen pregnancy rate, which is high, which if you're leading to that, that's going to increase your abortion rate. Again, not a bad thing, but right. it's going to increase your abortion rate, increasing sexual violence, gender-based violence, rape, sexual assault. It all boils down to education. Right. It all boils down to just teaching the basics. I'll say uh, increased abortion rate's pretty bad. I'd like to, to go <laughs> down because we have proper... Uh, yeah. contraception yeah (laughs) access to it Mm -hmm. and i think what comes with like education too is just we need a lot more focus on like boys can be sexually assaulted boys can be raped Mm -hmm. and i think this was like we said like the whole thing where articles will be like had sex with a teacher versus was raped by a teacher Mm -hmm. or was gang raped by like Mm-hmm. some organization versus was hazed by that organization. Yeah, it's like that all kind of thing. boils down to the language um, that we use. Isn't it like American crime, this next season of it is the whole, like the American crime is that a boy was raped mm-hmm. by like his teammates, I think, which... I think it was a swimmer or something or like swi- that. I'm not sure. Sports. It was in sports. sports. It was a sports thing, yeah. It was a sports thing. Sports. But I think that's fantastic that like a show like that, which is on... TV. I don't have TV right now, guys. I'm a college student. Neither do but I. That but that it's do on have TV the internet. <laughs> and internet. it's accessible by just mm-hmm. a wide mainstream audience versus people having to go and do their own research. I think it should be in the forefront of media that like these things happen and they can happen and mm-hmm. it's not 
like inherently terrible if it, I mean it's terrible if it happens to you but that doesn't make you less of a person mm-hmm. I think especially with boys that um like it's inherently said that they can't be raped or that if they didn't enjoy it that means they're mm-hmm. less of a man or something yeah. like that this toxic masculinity right? oh, that's saying awful. that they're constantly in because I mean like if you look at consent. it from a scientific standpoint when it is cold outside your n- female anatomy your nipples will react yeah right your body will nippy. naturally react to your environment with men it is the exact same thing the penis can become erect not just due to arousal it can happen for a variety Fear. of reasons men can be raped from a biological yeah. standpoint it can happen like, yeah i remember mm-hmm. like uh even on campus some like someone's like no men can't be raped because you can't like insert whatnot and yeah. i'm like what about i'm just thinking like you can get them too drunk. You can have another man. Like, there's so, like women. I'm mm-hmm. like, there's so many. You can, like, I was like, that's when mm-hmm. I was kind of like, I want to leave. Right. It's the, it, I think it all boils down to the idea that in our society, we look at what is feminine as lesser. We look at things like the insult, you whatever, like a girl, yeah. is an insult. So if a man is raped, he looks, it looks as if he has been taken advantage by another person who gets taken advantage of women get taken advantage of right a represent everything just like (laughs) is all interconnected these are not you know isolated topics that exist on these small islands everything is connected everything reacts and affects everything else you know so you address the hyper masculinity then you're gonna help women stop being treated as lesser you're gonna help lower the rates of rape you know like all of these things are interconnected and we we have to start addressing them right (laughs) because i don't know about y'all but I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of having these conversations over and over and over and again and nothing being done. No right. action being taken. Action is so important behind these words. And I feel like media especially is like what gets people to go to action. Like mm-hmm. if we show something enough, people are going to be like, maybe we should do something about this. Exactly. I'm laughing because I'm remembering something funny. It kind of it involves like it's related. Uh, do you guys know the show Veep? Yeah, it's on HBO. Have you seen it? Or I don't have it. It's about the female vice president. Female vice right? president. Yes. Isn't it? It's not Courtney Cox, but it's like it's it's, it's another dark-haired woman. I almost who wears thought it was glasses. Tina Fey, but it's no, not. no, not Tina Fey. She was on like Seinfeld or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. I yeah. don't remember her name. Uh, but she. Well, it's not. This isn't about her. But one of the characters in their latest season, uh, this guy. <laughs> is getting sexually assaulted by another guy where what will happen is he'll like pass by and he'll like yeah 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 and then like grope his testicles and whatnot and he's just the guy is like so uncomfortable i'm laughing because the guy is kind of like a meanie face so it, uh, like they ma- they make fun of him and whatnot but he's just like he's like like him having to deal with it, it was like this whole scenario that was so uncomfortable mm-hmm. and whatnot and then, like, people keep making him talk about it. He's like, I don't want to talk about this. And then he thinks he's, like, getting ready for, like, a job interview. But it's all of these older women that want them to join them because they've also been sexually harassed by the same, like, politician guy. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you all look like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, okay, with that. <laughs> that brings up. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know why that made me think of that, but that made me think of this idea that assault doesn't just happen between you know heterosexual people a huge problem um, mm. at least from what i have experienced and what i have seen and talked to is I, like i'm heavily involved in the theater department i am around a lot of gay men yeah. a lot of the time 
most of them are wonderful. Most of them I get along with very, very well. We're pretty good friends. But there is kind of this mentality that if I'm gay, a gay man, I can touch a woman and it doesn't mean oh, anything, right? Yeah. That's recently yeah. kind of come to my attention as like this idea of like a gay man can, we can be out on the dance floor having fun. They can just grab my breasts. No. But it doesn't mean no. anything because they're a man, because they're gay. Right. Like that kind of like gives them a get out of jail free card right. no. in a kind of way. And I think that that's something that oftentimes we kind of like overlook. Right. Because... I don't want to say it's not as serious as heterosexual rape, sexual assault, right. anything like that, but it's still an issue. It's still something right. that and needs to be addressed. Because you're gay doesn't mean you, you can't be a meanie butt face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That doesn't give you, yeah, like you said, exactly. a get out of jail card free. Yeah. That so thing, I don't know. That's just something yeah. interesting to think about and also talk about, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with that, everyone be yeah. safe this spring break. Please, Girls, please, please be safe. Guys. Gay men, everyone, because anything can happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like, I don't want to, like, end this by saying it probably will. <laughs> but, like, mm-hmm. I think we need to address the the fact that we mm-hmm. kind of, like, live with this eventuality mm-hmm. that it might happen to us. Right. And, like, there's three of us in this room right now. Oh, oh, one, one out of, of three. Mm-hmm. So My advice is communicate. Talk, talk, talk. If that means you're talking to your friends while you're out and you communicate, I need to leave right now, respect your friends. Leave and do that. If you find yourself in a sexual situation, make sure there's consent involved. Keep in mind that under the influence pretty much negates all sort of forms of consent. You know, communicate. And if you find yourself in a sketchy situation, you know, reach out, find friends, call the authorities, do whatever you can to get out of it and if you are questioning whether or not the situation you're in if you've been given consent err on the side of caution and yeah. ask questions and communicate my be advice, safe yeah. yeah my advice will be have a group of friends that you know will help you and be mm-hmm. pr- be able to protect you mm-hmm. so have fun but be safe have fun, have fun but, but be, be safe, safe. Mm-hmm. So the coven is communicating to you to communicate to the people around you <laughs> and have a safe spring break. Have this, a safe, go consensual, crazy, go crazy, safe and cons- drink a lot, enthusiastic. all the drugs. <laughs> yeah. go Damn it, Christine. Christine. <laughs> what? We're going to have to backpedal everything uh, here. Yeah. Um, next episode, let's counter everything Christine said, <laughs> basically. So uh, this has been the Coven Podcast on BiteBSU.com. Please check out our other wonderful podcasts, which I may or may not be on. Um, <laughs> I am the Witch of the Wavelengths, Daily Wilhelm, and with me today was the Enabler, Christine Hare. <laughs> and the spellbinding. Oh, I like that. Riley Gray. <laughs> Thank you all for listening and have a safe spring break. Safe and consensual. Yay. Thanks for Woo-hoo! listening. Bye-bye.